What is up? Welcome back to Big Fat Five, a podcast financially supported by Big Fat Snare Drum. Yes, I took last week off from releasing a new episode and don't think I felt terrific about it, but I'm usually not an excuse guy. I just had a crazy schedule, as some of you might know, and I got back from Australia totally wrecked with sleep and wanted to go easy on myself. I rarely do that, meaning skip a week, but I took it as a test to see if I could relax So thanks for sticking with me. Hopefully it forced you to go back into past episodes that you may not have listened to yet. Anyway, I'm back and wanted to introduce a new segment for the show moving forward called Big Fat Favorites. There are over 160 plus episodes of the podcast, and you know that I usually play more than five songs during the episode. So that means we've talked about almost a thousand songs so far. My whole goal with this show is to help people find their voice by interviewing the most creative and prolific drummers in the world and learning about their influences. So to keep up with that goal, I'm going to choose a favorite pick from a previous guest and read it at the end of every show. These songs to me just stand out and are worthy of an additional spotlight. Also, I can't really give too much information away yet, but I'm making a book based on the podcast. So each drummer involved in the book sent me a reworded version of their explanations to be a little more concise, and that's what I'll be reading from. So there's no guest today, but I'm just going to kick it off myself. And uh, here are 10 of my favorites, along with the songs. I'll play them after I after I speak. I'm talking way too much. This is probably the longest intro ever. Anyways, I hope you enjoy me reading what better drummers said. Bye. All right, number one is Raj Madela, aka Currency Audio. His episode first aired in July on July 20th of 2022. His pick is from the album Traveling Without Moving. The release year is 1996. The artist is Jamiroquai. And the key track that he wanted to talk about is Do You Know Where You're Coming From? And the drummer is Derek McKenzie. So here is what Raj has to say. Around my senior year of high school, my friend at LaGuardia, with whom I shared a joint obsession with funk at the time, hipped me to this incredible band named Jamiroquai that sounded like the most real modern funk I'd ever heard. He showed me the album Traveling Without Moving. Of course, they hit it big perhaps a few months later with their infectious and incredibly fresh single Virtual Insanity, and so I had to buy the album. The last track was Do You Know Where You're Coming From?, And unbeknownst to me, it was a bonus drum and bass track made in collaboration with a very hallowed UK jungle producer, M-Beat. At the time, however, I thought it was the drummer playing the entire rhythm track, leading me to questions like, how is he making his drums sound like a box of change? Does he have multiple snare drums? I knew I needed to up my game and come close to playing this style of beat. Aside from the perceived dexterity of the drummer, I was instantly enamored with his new yet familiar feel. It felt like a new spin on fast funk that had a gliding quality, but still had a very classic nostalgic essence. All right, here is the song, Do You Know Where You're Coming From?
All right, number two is from Quentin, a.k.a. Q. Robinson. His episode aired October 5th, 2022, and he is currently on tour with the uh, national Broadway tour of Hamilton. His pick was the album Four Corners, released years 1987. The artist was the Yellow Jackets. His key track was Sightseeing, and the drummer was Will Kennedy. So this is what Q had to say. During my first year of college, my music knowledge beyond gospel was limited. It was Jonathan Joseph, my applied drum kit instructor, who introduced me to the incredible drumming of Will Kennedy and the music of the Yellow Jackets. The first song I encountered was Sightseeing from their Four Corners album, and it left me completely astounded. I couldn't help but wonder, what is this music? This pivotal moment marked the beginning of my love affair with jazz. From then on, I delved deep into jazz music and the drummers who played it. At 17, I couldn't quite articulate it, but something about Will's playing resonated deeply with me. Perhaps it was his remarkable musicality or ability to navigate through various time signatures effortlessly. Whatever it was, I knew I wanted to incorporate his style into my sound. Over the years, I've been fortunate enough to have meaningful conversations with Will, and he's had a profound impact on my personal and professional journey. Now, coming full circle, I've been fortunate to release my debut single titled The QR Code, and anyone who listens to it will undoubtedly recognize the profound influence that Will Kennedy and the Yellow Jackets had on shaping my musical expression. All right, here is Sightseeing by the Yellow Jackets. Number three is Madden Class, and Madden's episode aired March 3rd, 2021. Madden plays with Boy Genius, Big Wild, Wheatus, Mike Dowdy, and one of her choices is the album Glass Drop by the artist Battles, the release year is 2011, and the key track she talked about was Futura, and the drummer is John Stanier. So here's what Madden had to say. John Stanier represents one half of the band Battles. This band is a hybrid of electronic and rock music featuring loads of looping and glitchy sounds. The drums play a vital role in the development of these droning instrumentals, and it shows in John's approach to writing against these loops. 
Hearing John's playing was one of the first times that I experienced a drummer acting as a true variable within a tune, completely commanding the feel and dynamics while the song remained unchanged underneath. He successfully does this by adding melodies to his grooves through subdivision variations and accents. He changes up the snare or hi-hat pattern in moments that you would not expect while still respecting the backbeat. I admire the way he takes a groove and proceeds to chop it up as if he were smashing the pads of a drum machine. The song Futura off their sophomore album Glass Drop is, in my opinion, the best example of this technique. What's so distinctive about this particular track is the static quality he implements on the hi-hat. It's almost as if he decided his parameters for the groove, which were no dynamics and all subdivision variation. I found this to be pretty atypical for anything I'd heard from a drummer before, especially in the rock world. Although his approach does remind me of Stuart Copeland's quirky little accents. All in all, John Stanier has inspired my writing on the kit immensely. All right, here is Futura by Battles. Next one is Guy Lakata, and his episode first aired on December 8th, 2021. Guy plays with Bill Laswell, Museum of Love, he works for Zildjian, and he actually is the founder of the Reflex Practice Pad. So one of his choices was the album Vintage Dread 2000. The release year was 2009. The artist is Renegade, aka Ray Keith, and the song choice is Terrorist. And Guy says... In 1998, I was living in New York, having just returned from college in Oregon. I knew I wanted to pursue music more seriously, but needed to figure out how. I was living in my parents' house and experiencing crushing existential dread. All my friends in the area were gone, so I got a job at Sam Ash in the drum department. I met many people through that job and those in my network who were still around. I also went to raves and parties in that area, which were nothing like I had ever experienced, and the culture was exciting. Everyone was there to dance and have a good time. It was removed from the standard music culture I was used to, and as a musician, it was a brave new world. There weren't any bands, they were just DJs and producers, and you couldn't find most of their music outside of 12-inch vinyl, so this was the only delivery system. At most parties at the time, you had the main room, which was mostly four-on-the-floor genres like house and techno. Then you had the smaller side rooms, which you'd hear jungle, drum and bass, breakbeat, etc., dubstep didn't even exist yet. 
I remember walking into a jungle room for the first time and it being total chaos. The bass was massive and hit you in the chest. The beats were frenetic and seemed like a giant through composed part and people were just losing their minds and dancing to it. It was aggressive, but smart and funk in a way that I'd never heard before. After that, I was hooked. And being that you couldn't just go down to Tower Records and find this stuff, I was out at parties and making friends with DJs and producers within the scene. I remember the first time I heard Terrorist. It had all these active ingredients of jungle that I loved, but was put together in an interesting way. It had complexity, but a simple song form, and everything just sat perfectly. So here is the song Terrorist by Renegade. I wanted to, <laughs> I can't say, I wanted to talk to you about a drum I've recently received from Preston at Vessel Drum Co. It's an ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, and it's incredible. It's got a 1.5 millimeter shell, brass shell, with 10 lugs, chrome over brass, triple flange hoops, a trick uh, three position strainer, 42 strand wires. It's lovely. It's loud. And it cuts and records as beautiful as a piece of butter cake. And, and Preston, actually, this is why it's called the Ocean Patina, is he covers the shell with seaweed and then drops it in the ocean for a certain period of time. And then it patinas with all these crazy cool designs. And if you all remember, Preston was actually one of the first guests on the podcast. When I first started out, I didn't really know what the Big Fat Five format was going to be or if it was going to be even Big Fat Five at all. But I went to his garage, his his you know where he makes all of his drums. It was really cool. He walked me through the episode is essentially from start to finish what happens with a drum, and it was it was a really fun episode. It's now archived at bigfatsnaredrum.com, just because it doesn't fit the format of Big Fat Five. I want you to get back to the show, but go check it out. This drum is beautiful, and he actually let me use it on an Eve Six tour, and I didn't 
keep it. And I regretted it ever since then, just because I was trying to pinch pennies at the time. And I just kept thinking about it. And so the opportunity to get it again was presented and it is one of my favorite drums. So the Ocean Patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, check it out, reach out to me, go to Vessel Drum Co. The Instagram's just at Vessel Drum Co. And check it out, it's amazing. It's beautiful, sounds great, bye. All right, next up is Griffin Goldsmith and his episode aired May 26, 2021. And he is the drummer for Dawes, and he also does a lot of session work. So his choice, or one of his choices, was the album No Secrets. The release year was 1972. The artist is Carly Simon. The song choice is You're So Vain, and the drummer is Jim Gordon. So here's what Griffin had to say. Man, Jim Gordon is one of the best to do it. And I doubt that's a controversial statement amongst drummers. He thrived in a unique time in the L.A. session scene, and I've always thought he held the place after Hal Blaine and Earl Palmer, but before the Jim Keltners and Jeff Beccaros had arrived. In terms of the timeline, I'm sure they all overlapped, but at least that's how it seemed to me. When I met Jim Keltner, he said, You remind me of my old friend Jimmy. He was, of course, talking about Jim Gordon, and it goes without saying that that meant the world to me. Anyway, some drummers had a variety of sounds and rely on the different tones to inspire their parts or performances, and some drummers have their sound and are good enough to make that sound always work. Keltner is the king of the former style. This is an approach I take as well. It's fun because not only does it work for me, but it also allows me to justify my bloated drum collection. And I often wondered if I took this route to mask that I don't have chops, but the latter type of drummer would be Earl Palmer, Hal Blaine, Al Jackson, Jay Bellarose, and of course, Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon made his thing work in every context. It's like salt. It adds to any dish, and everyone has some in their cabinet. And if they don't, then they need some. Anyways, You're So Vain is a perfect drum track. So here is You're So Vain with Jim Gordon on drums, and it's Carly Simon. Oh. 
right, number six is Chris Marshak, and his episode first aired March 22nd, 2023. He's a drummer and percussionist who has recorded and are played with Steve Winwood, Mark Cohn, Amy Helm, Jeffrey Gaines, Willie Porter, so many. He's a great drummer and awesome guy. His choice, or one of his choices, is the album James Taylor Live, released here in 1993. The artist is James Taylor. The song choice is Country Road, and the drummer is Carlos Vega. So here is what Chris has to say. The beauty of Carlos Vega's open, spacious, and deliberate fills is breathtaking. He plays the figures in this song with a relaxed and assertive energy. The sound of his toms is so low and earthy, and his pocket is so undeniably deep. I'm a big fan of all the drummers who have played with James Taylor, but Carlos Vega might be my favorite. The drum and vocal breakdown on this recording is so powerful, and how Carlos's drumming interacts with the vocals gives me chills. In my opinion, this is as good as drumming gets. Also, what I love about this song and record is that the live tempos are slower than the original recordings. It's such a rare thing, and I think it gives these hit songs a space that allows James to be heard in a new way. All right, here is Country Road by James Taylor. Number seven is Joe Plummer, and his episode first aired December 22nd, 2021. Joe plays with Cold War Kids, The Shins, Modest Mouse, Man Man, Mr. Heavenly. He's one of those cool guys. And one of his choices was the album The Flowers of Romance. The artist is Public Image Limited, release years 1981. And the key track he wanted to talk about was Four Enclosed Walls. And the drummer was Martin Atkins. So here's what Joe had to say. The beat in this song is simple, spacious, almost non-repeating with the power of Bonham, and a tribal groove that became a must-do for all gigantic 80s new wave bands. I credit Atkins with being the first, or one of the first, to show us the light and power of this kind of drumming in synthetic and angular western pop music. These drums, and this whole record in general, got me thinking about and experimenting with reverb and room sound. On the flip side, playing the four enclosed wall beat a little faster with a tighter sound becomes an excellent hip-hop beat. As a youngster, it didn't hurt that someone told me that Dale Crover sound-checked with this beat. All right, here is Four Enclosed Walls by Public Image Limited.
All right, number eight is Neil Daniels, and his episode first aired on May 31st, 2023. Neil plays with LP, Liz Fair, Booker T. Jones, Matt Nathanson, Matchbox 20. He's a busy guy. And one of his choices is the album Overnight Sensation, released here's 1973. The artist is Frank Zappa. The key track is I'm the Slime, and the drummer is Ralph Humphrey. And here's what Neil had to say. I had a significant Frank Zappa phase. The entire reason I moved to Los Angeles at 19 was to study with Ralph Humphrey at the LA Music Academy. It's now called the Los Angeles College of Music, but either here nor there. After my so-called jam band phase, I graduated to the next level, Zappa. My high school band used to cover Montana and I'm the Slime, featuring Ralph Humphrey on the drums. Listening to and playing the music at a young age was exhilarating, and I explored odd times very early on, and although I should have been more focused on playing a simple beat, I had a pretty deep understanding of how to break down odd times. Besides being a great song, I'm the Slime brings me back to a time when I made the biggest and best move of my life from Chicago to LA in 2009. Studying with Ralph for those next few years was an unbelievable experience I'll cherish forever. Ralph has a few books on odd times, my favorite being Even in the Odds, and it's about breaking down odd times in groups of twos and threes, and he hammered these groupings into my head while at school. Twos and threes, twos and threes, twos and threes. And after ongoing health issues, Ralph passed away this past April, and as a tribute by the universe, Ralph died on 4-23-23. All right, here is I'm the Slime by Frank Zappa. The next one is Jesse Congo's, and his episode first aired May 12th, 2021, and he is the drummer for Congo's. One of his choices is the album The Cure. The artist is Keith Jarrett Trio. The release here is 1990, and the key track was The Cure, 
and the drummer was Jack DeJanette. So here's what Jesse has to say. If I had to pick one drummer, gun to my head, it would be Jack DeJanette. And I actually toured with Jesse, and I know his love for Jack is, is definitely deep. So back to Jesse. I love his work over the different eras, but the Keith Jarrett trio is arguably the best example of genius plus genius plus genius equals more than three times genius. The virtuosity of each player, the emotional depth, and the embodiment of universal communication principles through improvised music is a combination that has an ongoing impact on me. In this track, aside from the wild, snare-off, explosive, tension-filled playing, the melodic use of all the toms, and restrained cymbals, what I get most out of it is I can only describe as profound presence and intention. The recording has captured an alignment of three individuals fusing into an interleaved trinity-like force. Sounds grandiose, but I mean it. All right, here is The Cure by the Keith Jarrett Trio. Last one is Carson Gant, and uh, his episode first aired on September 22nd, 2021. On Instagram, he's at OneUpDrumVids. He's insane. Go check him out. So one of his choices was the album Mr. Hands. The release year was 1980. The artist is Herbie Hancock. The key track is 4AM, and the drummer is Harvey Mason. And by the way, Harvey Mason's got some really good Vic Firth sticks, so... If you're interested, go check that out. But here is what Carson had to say about Mr. Harvey. All right. The drumming on this track is bouncy, light, articulate, and free as a bird. The interplay between Jocko, Herbie, and Harvey is straight up telepathic. Mr. Hands, the album on which you'll find this track, was one of the four records my drum teacher, Andy Erickson, sent me home with after our first lesson. The others were Voodoo by D'Angelo, Peace Beyond Passion by Michelle and Deggio Cello, and a live concert by Screaming Headless Torsos. 
Similarly to Jack DeJanette, Harvey has an incredible ability to zoom out and see the whole track and then thread a beautiful line from start to finish. All right, here is 4AM by Herbie Hancock. the show. If you're listening on a platform that allows ratings and reviews, do that. It helps more people find the show so it'll get bigger and better and hopefully I'll have a chance to sell out one day. But you'll be an OG listener that can brag to all your friends. Anyways, why don't you go and check us out at BigFatSnareDrum.com and follow us on all the socials. Just search for Big Fat Snare Drum and you will find us. The show is edited in part using Isotope RX Audio Editor. It's amazing. So go check that out at Isotope.com. And thanks again to Gunnar Olsen for the theme music. Bye. Big